the Westworld Theory Cast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com. Cufflinks.com wants to thank all the first responders, people working at the shopping centers, people helping other people out as we all go through this corona crisis. We wish you well. We hope everyone stays safe. And when we get past this, we're going to go out. We're going to get together and we're going to look good. You can go to cufflinks.com right now. Use code DVR20. Get 20% off your order. No minimum. Also, May the 4th is coming up. Star Wars, baby. Use code STARWARS30 to get 30% off all Star Wars accessories. Also, Cinco de Mayo's coming up. Go on over to cufflinks.com and save. Star Wars 30 from April 29th to May the 5th. May the 4th be with you. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Westworld Theory Cast. My name, of course, is Axel. And of course, my co-host today is Ken. How you doing, pal? I'm doing good. It's like the witching hour. I haven't recorded at this hour in a long time. It it makes me think of like old Game of Thrones days, like early seasons of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's 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 really nice. And it, of course, it's always nice to be here with you, Axel. And we're we're here to talk about the pen ultimate episode of season three of Westworld, which. I mean, what could be better than that? Yes, that is true. Season three, episode seven, Past Pawn. And of course, you can find out more about us at the DVR Podcast Network, dvrpodcast.com. Give us a review. And uh, hey, I wanted to say, you know, we're, we're getting towards the end of the season. If you do enjoy hearing us chat, go on over and subscribe to Daily DVR and you will still hear me and many other people three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, talking about all types of different TV shows, film, and all that great stuff. So subscribe to Daily DVR. But tonight it's Westworld. And I got to tell you, Ken, I had a little bit of a reaction to this episode. Um. Initially, I did not love it. I was kind of, it just, there was a couple things about it. And, you know, I'll get into some of them as we go along Yeah, that I just wasn't really feeling. Um, And I had texted some of the folks on the other shows uh, that we have here on the network. And they were like, hey, you know, do your rewatch, see what happened. I did my rewatch and I kind of really enjoyed it after that. I guess maybe I had expectations or something or I, you know, in general, I just felt like maybe the Caleb stuff was a little too much. Like I got it already. Yeah. They seem to, um, I talked to someone earlier today who said that they felt like the revelation was anticlimactic. Yes. Um, and therefore not as emotionally impactful as all the buildup would have uh, prepared us to be. Yeah. Um, And I don't know if I disagree with any of that. I do know though, that they were beating a dead horse at some point, like um, the revelation that we ended up getting. I don't know if we needed that revelation to be doled out over the course of 60 whole minutes. 
Yes. Um, I, I, that's, and, that's, I, that's where yeah. I agree with you. I think that in maybe the second type of when he got there and he had the flashes, they should have just told us everything and moved on from there. Yeah. I mean, in essence, we were being told the same little incremental things over and over again. Many people who were watching Westworld had already determined not long after the premiere that he probably killed Francis. Yeah. So that wasn't a huge revelation. It was just a matter of like, how did it happen? Yep. How did, how did he kill his friend? Um, so the fact that they were, you know, the fact that the revelation is what it ended up being. And I'm sure we'll talk about it soon. Um, was it like mind blowing? It was interesting. Um, and I definitely see, um, where they needed to try to get his character and where his character might be going. And that's all interesting, but you're right. I think what we're really talking about Axel is probably execution issues, not so much creative issues. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the show, I, I, I love that. I mean, I totally enjoyed watching this episode. Yeah. It was a lot of action things were, I mean, it looks amazing. You, your mind is activated. The acting is fantastic. Um, but yeah, I just did kind of feel like they had already so made the point that he was like a host. We got that. Yeah. He, and now we're finding out he was reprogrammed like a host. So the only kind of mystery that I felt past that was, oh, maybe he's Sirach's brother. Yeah. When when the hologram of Sirach, the message starts talking to them and he says, hello, brother, you've awoke. I was like, oh, he is the brother. You know what? And he's like, this, he left this message for his brother. And so he's not the brother. So then I was like, okay, then I kind of feel like this is a case in which you have a show that has so expertly, like maybe some very rare shows and even the history of TV have been this puzzly and been able yeah. to pull it off that sometimes when they mix the puzzle with the emotion, the, the combination, the recipe is just off a little bit. And I felt that this was one of the times I'm not out on the show. I didn't dislike it. I don't think it was, you know, they're being clever for clever sake. No, they have a point they're trying and, but sometimes things just don't work as well as they do other times. And I think yeah. that's where I kind of lied on that part. Some other aspects I really enjoyed and I really got into the interface with Solomon all. It was a lot of fun. Um, the action stuff with Maeve was great though. I still am a little wanting more out of her, but, um, Overall, great episode. I just had some early reservations, and uh, I'm telling you know I'm everybody's so used to being me being so positive about everything, which of course by the time I sit down with you, I'm positive about it. But at, uh, when uh, you know I was I got like a text from from DJ Tim Hyde's like. And from like, Andy, are you all right, man? Are you okay this morning? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I just didn't like that. <laughs> I was like, I was well, like, you guys are so sweet. You know, like we're so, we're all so caring. Well, I have a question for you. Are you a chess player? Uh, no, I am not actually. Well, 
It's interesting because the name of the episode is Past Pawn. And the meaning of that is that there are certain moves where you could, a player could pick a pawn to make it all the way to the opponent's other side of, or to the other side of the board, to the opponent's side of the board without being captured. And if that happens, that pawn piece becomes promoted to one of the most powerful pieces in the game but it generally requires a lot of strategy and sacrifice um so i'm thinking about that thinking about what a past pawn actually is last night's episode i guess made it pretty clear that i guess caleb yes is is the past pawn um but thinking about it in chess terms makes – I don't know if it makes last night interesting more so than it just – it was what it was and it was um, entertaining. Maybe it wasn't as mind-blowing as I wanted it to be, especially in execution. I totally agree with you. But it does make me really anticipate – what is the future of Caleb and where is the character going? And I'm just going to throw this out there right now. Um, I don't know if, if he really is a pawn and if Dolores is the one playing the game, I don't know if we saw everything there is to see about Caleb last night. And I still think that there's a possibility that Dolores is altering the information that he's getting hmm. um, and, and that she, and maybe there's more information that he did not find out last night. I, um, could, I, I, I like that. And I like what you said about the past pawn because you're right. Ken, the thing that got me kind of settled me a little bit about some of the stuff that was going on was that intrigue of, if they had maybe concentrated a little bit more on on what he served to Dolores rather than his past, like if they had been able to show a parallel between yeah. his past and the way perhaps Dolores is using him as a pawn, like you're talking about, yeah. and how he's always kind of been used as a pawn. Um, and in the end here, does he take control of that? Or is he going to continue to be a pawn? Which is a question we've had about, it's interesting because they do bring it full circle. The same question we've had about Maeve, Dolores, right? Yeah. Uh, William, Bernard. Bernard. Yeah. yeah. So they were very successful in doing that. I guess there was just like, like we keep on saying, some execution that kind of threw me. Um, but I like that past pawn thing. Once I did, I was listening to a podcast. Um, I don't remember which one it was. And uh, they kind of talked a little bit about that. And it made me think more. And and I do, because I, I appreciate that level of depth in the show, as we all do. You know, that's kind of what activates me. Well, if we're going to stay with Caleb for a while, I thought it was, in, there. there were a number of things that made me think, that Dolores is still holding cards to her chest. Um, she seemed to know that she might die in the Sonoran Desert. 
uh, there were a number of lines that seemed to indicate that she thought it was a strong possibility that she wasn't going to make it out of that alive. And then at the very, and then at the end of the Caleb thing, he got that call from the virtual assistant with quote unquote instructions as, as if Dolores had already planned for, for this contingency. Yeah, I think, no, I think that's absolutely right. And, and I think that her plan was to hit that EMP regardless once this, this new strategy had been uh, processed by Solomon I think that and handed specifically to Caleb because now she's anointed him. You know, you have their kind of desert scene, which mimics in many ways the season two scene with Teddy and Dolores, which they also did in season one several times, right? Um, This is the promised land. I want my people to get there. And that who's the new leader? Caleb's the new leader. I mean, that's the final message she gives him when she goes to battle Maeve. Her final message to him is not, you know, they don't have some kind of romantic, like, you know, he's like, I want to go with you. And she's not like, you know, they're not like, I love you. She's like, you need to stay, you need to get this and be the leader that you always were. Take your, take control, you know? Um, So I think you're right that she had this plan. And also... If we talk a little bit about this scene where we get to see who the body was printed uh, in last episode, which turned out to be um, both uh, Clementine um, and what? Let me see. What's her name again? Uh, Hanarayu. Hanaru. 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 <laughs> I'm trying different pronunciations. Hanaru. 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 Okay. Yeah, let's go with that. All right, let's do it. Okay, see, you did it perfect the first time, man. Um, That uh, what was Musashi having the guy deliver? There was something going on there. Well, there's still a pearl unaccounted for. Mm -hmm. There's wild speculation. You and I have talked about it as well, that, that the final pearl... And the unknown location, well, not the unknown, but the location of quote unquote Berlin are connected. I wonder if this package was going to Berlin and maybe it's going to the last pearl. I like that. I also think now here's a question. And I don't know the answer to this question. What if the real Dolores is in Berlin and the Dolores that and the and the Dolores we've been seeing all season is the fifth pearl. I love that idea. I think it makes it makes so much sense in the in uh the way we've been talking so much about sacrifice. Even she said to Maeve, yeah. remember last episode to Hector and then uh uh also to Lee, how many times have you died for her? And then yeah. Maeve's like, well, you're having these people die. Well, maybe sh- – I wonder if – is it possible that in in some way there is no more – like that Dolores did in fact die, but she just trusts one of her copies to live on? Or is it that 
there is the original, original Dolores, and the one we've been seeing isn't that one. That yeah. one has been hanging out in Berlin, or maybe that's even the package, right? Because yeah. we also saw the the uh, printing milk that Musashi had at his hideout. So are they printing more? Are they printing more of her? Or are they printing an army? Is there something else going on? Um, it's interesting. Also in that scene, we had um, Charlotte kind of turn, not kind yeah. of, but like we exactly like we were talking about. She turned on Dolores, but I'm still not sure I believe that. Yeah, I'm not either. And um, because it seemed so, um, it seemed so defiantly counter to what you think she would be feeling in the days or time after the explosion. Now, it seemed like some time had pa- has passed from the events that ended last week's episode. Yeah, she was like healing herself in some way, or did is she with Sorak and he printed her a new body or did Dolores print her a new body or something? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, because after the events of at the end of last week, it seemed like the person she would be super mad at and want to go after first would be Sorak because it was obvious to her and to the audience that Sorak's men were behind the death of her quote unquote family. Um, and that's not to say that she shouldn't have issues with Dolores, um, from her point of view. And, and she's been evolving and morphing because of the skin she's in. Um, so from her point of view, from her unique point of view, I'm not saying she shouldn't have issues with Dolores. I just thought the person that would be at the top of the list after the events of last week would be Ciroc. And then maybe Dolores would be like second or third on that list. Um, but for her to be so defiant about it in that phone, in that brief phone conversation, it smelled a little fishy. Yeah. And especially when she had that conversation with Dolores, when she said, I feel though I'm drifting away from you. So this is a known thing. Dolores does not, she's not under the impression after the hotel snuggle, uh, the spooning, the spooning incident and, (laughs) and all that Dolores knows that something's up. And also I feel as though there would be an appreciation of that in Dolores. She wants the host to be their own individuals, right? Have their own consciousness. So, right. I think that there's, there is, I like what you're saying. There's something that just seems like there is another part of this plan um, that we haven't seen. Yeah. Do you feel that the reveal of Caleb's backstory um, added to the weird circumstances of the meeting with Dolores and the result of him using this backstory or her using it as an impetus to get him so angry, to see how his life has been changed, to make him into this kind of angel of death. Like as Bernard says, she was programmed with, um, let's see, there's a, I have it written down here. 
uh, Dolores was made with a poetic sensibility. She won't destroy humanity. He will. So do you think that it is, we can now safely assume that the whole meeting, everything that happened was a setup that Dolores knew he was this perfect pawn. Yes, but I don't, I still don't think we know all the details of it. Um, I still don't think we know exactly who Caleb is. Um, and even Solomon provided some clues, some really interesting, vague clues last night. He made it clear that not a lot of people survived the quote-unquote reconditioning and that he was one of the only successful survivors of the reconditioning. Um I wonder what that actually means. Like I just said a sentence and I understand what the sentence means, but it seems like there's a lot of details hidden that could be hidden within that sentence. Like, is he still human? Like what did they have to do to get him to survive the reconditioning? Um, Like, is he something else now? And does Dolores know the true extent of what he is and who he is? And that's why she picked him to be the quote unquote past pawn. Um, Because Rehoboam has screwed over a lot of people. Caleb is like a drop in the bucket. So why specifically did Dolores pick him of all the people in the world that Dolores could pick to lead the quote unquote revolution? Why pick him? He seems like a nobody. Like we were introduced in the first episode of this season to a man, to like an everyman. Like he blends right in. So why him? Like there has to be something special. And last night's backstory revelations, from my point of view, did not fully explain why Dolores would pick him. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I think there's more. Yeah, I agree. I think it set up, I think they did a successful job of setting up an emotional journey of a man discovering that not only had he killed his friend, but he had done it because they own the Rico program and because he found out information about insight and what Sirac uh, was doing, all the blit- yeah. even I think it's safe to say with the with the Brazilian president scene that whatever war he was involved in, right? This second Russian civil war, which was mentioned in some of the earlier uh, stuff before the season, like a timeline they released, perhaps Rehoboam had something to do with that too. Yeah. That it was manipulating things. And there, I did read an article that said there were some things that were a little off in both of the memories. Like it looked like he may have been shooting at American forces and that he, so like you're saying, it could be that something was, there was something more special or he was involved in some other kind of program. But I do think they pulled off the emotional element of it. And when he had that anger at the end, um, and he was like, you fucked with my life. You know, you took everything away from me, blah, blah, all that kind of stuff. I did feel that. Um, but I also felt like you're saying, gosh, but what 
is it just the set of circumstances that made him this perfect pawn or are we missing something else? And I think, may I kind of theorize that perhaps it has something to do with his connection with Solomon. That's why I kind of thought he might end up being the brother, just the way that he instinctively picks up the earpiece and says it wants to talk to us and how Solomon addresses him and says, you were one of the first that we did. So I think that it wasn't Rehoboam that chose Caleb. It was Solomon. And they moved on as the, to make, to have the program succeed. They had to move past Solomon to Rehoboam, but he was an earlier, he he's like Dolores. He's a first gen so maybe like Dolores, he has woken up before. He's been reprogrammed many different times, right? Um, I also thought like if they were okay with the Fran- with Francis killing him or him killing Francis, does that take away him being special? Or was that whole thing really a setup to take him out? Maybe because he had woken up again or something like that, you know? Taking a little break from this show to remind you again of our amazing presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com. They've been with us for over a year. We're so proud to have them. So go out and support them. If you're a listener to any of our podcasts, take a moment right now, type in Cufflinks.com slash DVR into that old web browser and you will arrive and you will be amazed happy, surprised at the amazing products that cufflinks.com has. You might think to yourself, hey, I don't have an informal event coming up. You know, I'm not into cufflinks, but guess what? They have a lot more than that. Actually, I'm wearing a pair of Star Wars socks that they sent me. Cufflinks.com is where it's at. Go to cufflinks.com slash DVR today. That's really interesting. Um, And the other thing that I would add to that was Maeve's line at the end, which may have been my favorite line of the night uh, when she said, but this isn't the first young man that you've turned. Yes. Um, And so my, I mean, I guess I thought she was referencing William. um, Or, you know, Teddy or, or Ted. I mean, I, I thought for a split second, Teddy, but then I thought, when I really let the line of dialogue sink in, I thought it seemed more like she was referencing mm-hmm. William. Yeah. Um, and, and that was interesting because then she, because then I remembered the intense look on Aaron Paul's face when he was walking away from Solomon, how angry he looked, how dark he looked. Um, and it was interesting to think about the comparisons between young William and Caleb and how, Um, yeah, how that angle, how he, that whole, the change of his whole universe, like William at the end of season one, yeah, where he just like breaks bad. And this is the thing with Caleb breaking bad. So I think you're right. I think there's something there's definitely, I mean, look, it's obvious there's something going on in Berlin with, there has to be another Pearl the 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 voice assistant immediately i have some instructions for you 
she right. knew what was going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, the fact that she makes reference to the EMP when she enters there, she says, but you're your creator put something here to stop you from escape. And she touches her neck yeah, where the C4 <laughs> was, you know, I yeah. know how that is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think that it has to be that there's another, that we have not even seen Dolores the whole season. Yeah. Um, and that I kind of like, actually there was a little bit of a theory. I'm going to, I'm going to break it here. I hope Brett doesn't get mad at me, but he threw out a theory that Maeve might actually be Ciroc <laughs> too. And I was like, I kind of think that would be super cool if we've gone the whole season and it wasn't really Maeve. She's still in a simulation and it wasn't really Dolores. Um, I think that might be kind of cool because we have them both dying at the end. I mean, the EMP is supposed to wipe clean yeah, any electronic like that and a hard drive. So do you think that I can see Dolores still being alive? We've talked about that. What do you think about Maeve? Well, except that she has a special relationship with technology. So... I think she, that may insulate her as well. Mm. Um, she has, see, she seems to be able to control both the technology within the park. And now that she's in the outside world, her, her ability to control technology in the outside world seems to be even more expansive. Um, I like so. That. So like maybe so, she sent like Ford was able to send that packet of himself from Bernard to her. Yeah. Maybe she yeah. sent herself out somehow. Maybe, yeah. Or maybe she um, copied herself. True. Um, speaking of Maeve, um, she's like, you You found yourself either underwhelmed or uh, you had some issues with execution as far as the Caleb stuff last night. I had problems with execution. And last night wasn't the only episode, but last night was like the pinnacle of it with Maeve. Uh, with the Maeve storyline as in, in how it relates to Dolores. Um, I found myself to be slightly frustrated last night mm. that I still am a little unclear exactly where Maeve is coming from in her, in why she hates Dolores so much. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I told, I wrote it right here. I said, it seems to me that Maeve believes that Dolores is out of control and will use the hosts that are in the great beyond in her war. She's also upset that Dolores killed Hector, but she's completely ignoring her. That's rock is the enemy. And, right. Like, yeah, I don't, I, I didn't, get I don't it. get it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. We both said it at the same time. Like, I don't get why Maeve is being so willfully un. Like she, that she's willfully not seeing things that are right in front of her or not processing things that are right in front of her. Because we know that Maeve is either the most intelligent character in the story or certainly one of the top two most intelligent characters in the story. Um, she's super smart. She's super clever. Um, she's super intuitive. She thinks on her feet. So if this is the character that was well-established within seasons one and two of Westworld, I guess I don't quite understand unless they have, unless there's a rabbit that's going to be pulled out of a hat that will explain this or make it seem different from a, like through a different lens. 
as of right now, I'm starting to like last night I was increasingly frustrated by like like I like what her motivation is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree because if there was a line where she where because Dolores keeps on basically trying to say to her, look, I had to do what I had to do, right? As far yeah. as the Hector goes, when she says to her, you're going to use the people, you know, her daughter and those people, they're never going to be safe. Dolores's reply is, you're right. They are never going to be safe. Right. But that's because we have to try to work together to take out the people who are trying to kill our entire, entire species, yeah. like the guy who made you come here. Now, if... If Maeve had said, and I watched this again, and I paid real close attention to their, there's two basic conversations that they have, and she doesn't say it. If she had just said something like, I need to take care of you first, or or she said something like, leave him to me, darling. I, yeah. I have a plan. Then I'd think, okay, she just wants to take out Dolores. This is, you know, goes back to Westworld, right? The, this, what she saw Dolores do in Westworld that she didn't like. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't seem that way. That's what leads me to believe that maybe Brett's right. Maybe, maybe that there's a copy of Maeve. Maybe some of the stuff we saw her do, the fighting and stuff like that in the simulation was a type of fidelity test for her copy. And they just downloaded her and they have, and Sorak is actually saving her real control unit. Um, I'm not quite sure, but I do agree in the same way that she seemed singularly focused on her daughter last season, which is a little bit more understandable. Yeah. She does just seem singularly focused on destroying Dolores, even after Sorak has threatened her, cajoled yeah. her, threatened yeah. her daughter. Yeah. Done exactly what she's accusing Dolores of. Now, the other thing that would explain it is if Dolores and Maeve are already working together and this is all a shadow play. That I see. And we have, and, and hey, this is Westworld. We got to keep that. That's why I'm willing. I have these questions. Yeah. And I felt the same, even though I, I do want to say that. The whole, you know, Maeve getting off the helicopter. She looked badass. (laughs) The fight was cool. I mean, the arm getting blown off. Yes. You know, it was was very Star Wars and stuff too, but I, it was very cool. The sword play. Yeah. um, That punch that Dolores gives her that sends her flying across the, it was, it was just, it was all good. yeah, it was all super cool. They both yeah. looked how they could still maintain looking absolutely stunningly gorgeous while kicking the shit out of each other is something that I, I mean, I'll never know. I guess it's good makeup artists. Right. Um, well, I guess they are robots too. Uh, right. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Right. Of course. <laughs> that makeup's tattooed on. Um, <laughs> it was all very cool, but I yeah. agree with you, Ken, because I think both of us are team Mave, and yeah. I I just am always waiting for the story to be more about her. Um, and after last night, I don't think that she's dead. I just don't think that she would just go out like that. But they did – what made me think you're right is they did the thing where Dolores 
hits the EMP, Maeve looks at her, her expression changes, then they both fall. So there's that split second that uh, that's all that a host robot AI needs to execute a plan, right? Right. That she had to kind of find her way out of there. Uh, and we have seen before her having the ability, even from inside a simulation, to shake the whole room, the lights flicker when yeah. she's walking down the street. So that's a great point, Ken. I think that um, I, I think Maeve's going to keep going. And I hope that there is that she does have more power, that there that she has a plan. Yeah. I don't know. That I would guess be we'll cr- see. Yeah. Um, oh, I had another question for you. Yeah, sure. So, Caleb, when this whole thing happens and, um, you know, Dolores goes up to battle Maeve and Caleb stays downstairs in the uh, ice store, the ice room with all the bodies. And it, I thought it was kind of funny the way that um, Sorok put his brother in a special one right in the middle. <laughs> it's like, you know, give you a special, you can stay, you can be right in the middle, bro. You know, everyone else gets to lie down. You got to stand up. That's um, right. but, uh, okay. So Dolores says you have to stay there to get the new strategy that Solomon right. is updating from one of the insane strategies that Jean and Solomon had come up with because they're both schizophrenic. And that's the first time they've given a name to what was wrong with his brother. Yes. Yeah. Which guess who else is schizophrenic? Dolores, Bernard, right? (laughs) Everyone. Yeah. They all have different personalities. Um, But Caleb gets mad and he, and the, the computer says, first it says, um, the sim I, I have completed the uh, strategy. Yeah. Then he yells at the computer. He yells at Solomon, Caleb, and says, how do I kill your master? And he says, I must do more calculations, blah, blah, blah. Then he says, your request is complete. Please take the drive. So right. are we to believe that this drive actually holds the key to two strategies. One is the strategy of what Dolores asked for revolution within yeah. this new world, right? Taking into account everything that Rehoboam has done and all that. And two, a strategy of killing Sirach. Is that what, because Solomon also says I must warn you. And then he gets shut off yeah. <laughs> because of the EMP <laughs> because of the EMP. Right. It's so yeah. I, I, I laughed when that happened, but I like that. Too. That's so typical. Right. But right. he also says just before that, while the fighting is going on, when we're flashing back and forth, he says, if you do not follow this, uh, when Caleb is getting all mad, he says, if you don't follow this completely, the correct um, result will not come. Yeah. So he's, so was that Solomon? I know I'm asking, I keep on talking. I ask a question. I keep on talking. I'm sorry. (laughs) So basically laying these things out, what do you think? Well, 
the answer to your first question is I think the way I took it, um, and this is just the way I took it, but the way I took it is that they're one and the same. So killing Sorak is the same thing as a successful revolution. Um, because, okay. the, because Sorak is behind the technology, which they're revolting against. So I took it as one plan. Um, if it's two plans and that in a weird way, not in a weird way, but it, but it makes it more interesting, I guess, if there's actually two plans on the drive that Caleb has. Um, but in the moment I took it as one because Dolores said it, I took it as Dolores said it one way and Caleb was pissed off and said it a different way, okay. but it's, but it's really the same thing. Um, now I, I mean, I could be wrong and, like I said, that's just the way I took it. But so that's my answer to your first question. Um, and I, as far as the, just it in general, um, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I do think it's interesting and obviously not an accident that the voice of Solomon was also the actor who plays Jean. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, the actor who plays Jean is also was also the voice of Solomon last night. So, and I'm sure that was on. And I'm sure within the context of the story that was on purpose because Solomon was Jean's baby. Um, like Solomon was like to Jean what Dolores was to Arnold. Um, yes. So, so it makes sense that he would imbue Solomon with his voice, um, and his schizophrenia too, at, right? And his quirks. In this case, schizophrenia, which isn't a quirk, so I'm not like making light of schizophrenia, but um, but just like it's just interesting. Like one of the things that Westworld has done throughout all three seasons is explore the parent child relationship by using technology and inventors in, in place of a parent child relationship and the parallels between being a parent and a child and being an inventor and the technology that the inventor invents. Um, And, and I think those parallels have been interesting throughout all three seasons. Um, But anyway, um, I don't know um, where this is going. Like, I, I also thought it was funny, darkly funny, that Solomon's line got, got cut off. Um, so is this um, – it'll be interesting to find out what the plan is. It'll be interesting to find out how volatile Caleb is. Like – is he going to continue to unravel? And if he does, what does that mean as far as the plan? Yeah. Will he be Will he be in a position to follow a plan if he continues to emotionally unravel? Yeah. And that's um, kind of the warning. And yeah. the point that you're going back to about 
um, the voice of Jean and, the, and, and being like him and the schizophrenia, this damn machine was known for having insane, being insane and giving maybe an insane strategy too. I think it's kind of strange that she's relying on this thing that had to be replaced because it was too extreme. And then she follows that up by it being handed off to an extreme guy and the extreme robot warns the extreme guy, if you don't follow it exactly. And then the guy follows it up by being like, okay, how do you kill your master? <laughs> right? Like It just, it gets, it keeps on kind of unraveling. Um, and and yeah, I but, wonder what, uh, what it means to the permutations, the iterations of the way this AI sees all these different possibilities coming out. Did it yeah. change Dolores's plan? Cause it kept on talking about changing a plan was, is his behavior a part of that was kind of, I guess my second question is like, does this all mean that his behavior is kind of part of that plan too? Well, I would think so. And I, but I think Solomon knows Caleb maybe better than Caleb knows himself. Mm, yeah. Because it seemed like th- they have a deep history. Um, and Solomon alluded to some of it last night. I don't think Solomon told everything. Um, which, you know, a machine isn't just going to spill its guts. So, um, I think there was probably more to tell. So in that sense, I think um, Solomon was probably in a, a good position to think of a plan that involved Caleb because Solomon knows Caleb very, very well. Yeah. And I wonder, I mean, the whole, this Solomon really did become a character for the episode. Really did. Kind of like, um, kind of like Hal in 2001. Yeah. yeah, it was really, and it had a little sense of humor, like when Dolores is walking out the room and it says, if you die, I must adjust the calculations. <laughs> and she just says, fair enough. Right. <laughs> like it had little, yeah. you know, and it was really, like you're saying, it was really Solomon that Caleb was talking to and Solomon was revealing the story to him. Dolores was a bystander just adding in little encouragements and you must face the truth of who you are, you know, but it was Solomon that was kind of laying out the story becoming a character. And I thought it was kind of cool how initially when Dolores wanted this new strategy, Solomon was saying to her, you know, we tried many different ways. This is, it, it was never stable, blah, 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 you know, kind of warning her almost, I don't want to give you this strategy. This is maybe extreme because it looks like it's going to lead to the annihilation of human beings in some way. Um, and then, but the thing that got Solomon to turn was when Dolores said, is it truly a just world where intelligence is reserved only for human beings? Yeah. And then it said, it will take me some time to come up with the calculate, right? Then it just had already made the decision. Yeah. Uh, So I wonder also, is Solomon still alive too? Maybe none of these, maybe this EMP, Dolores had a plan Maybe part of her plan is to get Solomon out too, because Rehoboam is still working. That's interesting. They got to like pit the AIs against each other. 
Right, right. Like Godzilla and Mothra. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people have told me I did not watch Persons of Interest, uh, which is Jonah Nolan's CBS show that he did with Michael Emerson. Did you watch oh, that? Right. No, I've watched like little scenes yeah, like while channel serving because I love Michael Emerson as you know, we both have, he's a touchstone for both of us because of lost. Yeah. So if I'm channel surfing and he's on screen, then I'm going to stop for a second <laughs> because, too. because it's Benjamin Linus and yeah. he deserves my respect for the rest of my life. He yes. deserves my respect as an actor. Um, and those of you who have not seen Lost and watched his amazing performance as Benjamin Linus in Lost, um, you have to treat yourself. Um, just like start watching with season three, <laughs> if you have to. I mean, you should watch the whole show. But like from season three on, it's like the the Michael Emerson show. Yeah, and he's he's great. But anyway, um, so no. great that they wrote the character to survive because he was not supposed to be a main character. That's right. That's right. And it was really the power of his performance. I'm sure. Um, no, but I'm not familiar with that show. And in fact, I didn't even know until you just said that that was a um, that that was a Jonathan Nolan yeah. uh, piece. Well, in that show, that is what it becomes. I think a battle. This is what I've heard, at least like a battle of like dueling AIs. Oh, um, interesting. So it'd be interesting to see if what what is really the result of this, because it did seem so planned out. We know yeah. Dolores has got other. Th she wouldn't enter there with elite, you know, without somehow herself uh, moving on. And I don't think Dolores wants Maeve to die. I think Dolores wants all of the hosts to survive. I do too. I do too. So I um, think even if one of those crazy, uh, you know, AI gun bullets had taken out Maeve. I feel like Dolores would have taken her control unit. Um, and this is another thing we should add talking about other Doloreses. Clementine walked out with Musashi's head. So she actually has a copy of Dolores's control unit. Right. So, and that was kind of chronologically that was before what happened with Dolores and Maeve. So did that in any way inform what happened there too? And maybe like you said, if we look at what happened with Charlotte and we look at what happened taking that control unit, could that have been a whole setup just for them to get Dolores with them? That's a really good question. It's an interesting question. And of course, I don't know the answer to that question, but because <laughs> um, I'm not in the writer's room. <laughs> Next week. Um, right, exactly. Um, but it also, like all of this, all of these questions we're asking tonight. Um, make next week's episode really interesting because of course you know axel and for those listeners who don't know this hbo announced was it yesterday yeah. um officially announced that there will be a season four of westworld um no indication of whether that's the final season or whether there's a season five potentially down the line but just that the only announcement the official announcement was that there would it 
there would be a season four. Yeah. So, so we're going to get more episodes of Westworld um, after next weekend. Um, but it does make next weekend's episode truly interesting. Like, what are we going to get next week? And I'm sure we'll talk about that at the end of the podcast episode tonight. But it, it but my mind is already percolating um, because of the kinds of questions that you just asked and that we've sort of been asking throughout this entire recap. Yeah, that's why even though I did have some issues, I trust as yeah. I have before because I loved season one and two and I had loved this season up to this episode and not that I don't love the season still, but I I feel in the same way that this will end up seeing and when people in the future stream the episodes together that these are like one long episode yeah. Um, and in many respects, this season, if you look at the individual stories, it has been so propulsive and just yeah. like kind of each little heist that Dolores was doing was leading to this point. Um, well, it's interesting that you just used the word heist because I wonder if in the future we'll look back on this season and it'll become clear that it was one big caper yes. the entire time. I love it. Like the Sting, like yeah. that Robert Redford, um, um, Paul Newman movie from the early seventies, where it's like by the end of the story, it's like you realize that, that everything you've seen was like it was all one big caper. Yeah. I I wonder if this was Dolores's, if this is a Dolores caper the entire season, and she's just been sitting in the shadows in Berlin this entire time pulling the strings. Yeah. Uh, uh, or another, another uh, film homage would be like a Kaiser Soze moment. Right. Like the usual suspects. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, where right. You're like, aha. And that's what I do think we're going to get that. And I did get that with Caleb when in the end, Dolores says, you know, when she first says to him in the desert there, you're going to be the leader. I was like, okay, what's going on here? I knew that there was a reason she picked him. And I, I think we both feel that this whole thing has been, he's this perfect pawn. When Well, didn't, didn't you think her dialogue on the horse also seemed a little heavy handed when she yeah. was like, I'm the last of my kind and he's trying to wipe us out. And like, not that anything that she said was technically incorrect, but the way she was saying it to him was like, she was manipulating him. Yes. And it was, but it was kind of fun the way he was just like, so you're a host Westworld, huh? Like he figured it out, you know, she was like, we'll talk about the bullet hole later, you know, and they get on the plane. And then by the time they're on the horse, he's just like, okay, you're a robot lady. Um, But you're right. It was very old. It was very Lee Sizemore script like it was looking over the mountaintop. Um, But they did get there for me. And I felt I did. The biggest aha moment I had was not aha. He killed Francis. Aha. He was reprogrammed. We could kind of figured all that out. It was more like aha. Dolores had chosen him so well. Yeah, and this was working. And that's why I wish they had invested more in that than the other aha moments, because but it makes me hopeful that the reason they didn't is because that real aha moment is going to come in the finale and right. we're going to see those connections. Um, you want to move on and talk a little bit about William and Bernard and Stubbsies? 
Yeah, let's do it. All right, because this does connect in that we do have a kind of aha moment where we find that William is actually in San Francisco. He's not in Sonora, Mexico that we saw last episode. It was just that his blood was sent to the to the facility and yes. Dolores was using it as a tracker to find the facility. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um so that was I thought that was pretty cool and I like the way Bernard explains that. Yeah. It was a nice red herring uh for the audience. Um because I for a second I was confused too. I'm like, why aren't they all together? Shouldn't they all be in Sonora? <laughs> um yep. but then right. Um so yes, and then uh William's journey also is interesting to me this season because I keep like almost everything this season, including William, I'm thinking how much of it is Dolores and how much of it is these people. Like, even with the William storyline and the revelations we got last night, I was still thinking in the back of my head, how much of this is Dolores pulling strings somehow? Yeah. And he was – because is Delo- did Dolores intend for him to become so thoroughly reprogrammed? Yeah. Or was that a accident, a, um, as Ford would say, like an anomaly, right? that the thing you didn't count on yeah, and that is going to some way affect her plan either positively or perhaps negatively. He's got a gun on Stubbs and Bernard, but they didn't look too worried. No, you know, I mean, <laughs> no, they didn't. Like, and, and obviously she wanted the three of them together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, she wanted Bernard to look and she also wanted Bernard to find the Caleb stuff. Um, cause that would have been really clumsy for her to just like, make sure n- to, to not anticipate that he would encounter the Caleb file. Um, yes. And it, it was weird the way he, so Bernard says to Stubbs, cause Stubbs, he's like, I'm good at this stuff, the computer right. stuff. And by the way, I just have to say the funniest line of the show was when William says to Stubbs, you fucking can opener. Oh my that God. It was so funny. That it was, was so funny. And the look on Stubbs face, yeah. you know, cause it was yeah. interesting to think how long he had been coming to Westworld and Stubbs was the head of security, right? Like they had a relationship. Um, right. So it's like totally new now. Um, right. But um, uh, what, wait, what were we talking about? Oh, we were talking so about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said how much of, of it was, oh, yes. uh, was Dolores pulling strings. And I, uh, I think it was weird the way Bernard says to Stubbs, he's working on the community, says, we need to find more people like William, right, who were – uh, who were almost immune to the reprogramming. So they had to go to a, another level. Yeah. And they said that Caleb was of that classification. Yeah. But the programming supposedly worked for Caleb and it looked like it worked for William too. Yeah. And when, when the fir- when he finds that information, the first one that comes up is Caleb. 
right? Oh, we recognize this guy. So I think you're right. I felt like this whole thing, all three of them are just on a mission from Dolores to get to a certain point in the finale. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I mean, that's where, that's what my gut is telling me at this point. I feel like almost everything we've seen this season has Dolores' strings attached to it. And, And he even, and Bernard makes some statement like, we have to find him if we want to stop her or something like it's his idea. Right. Right. And I was like, what, what do you, don't you think? She, I mean, you, you it, went right. and got the guy she wanted. Like what, you know, right. like I, I don't, I just think it's, it's, it's interesting what is going on and to see that this reprogramming worked, seemed to work with William. And yeah. he now believes, you know, he's like, I'm a good man, you know, and they're kind of like, stops, just like looking at him like, what, what did you just say? You're not right. a good man. Like, and you know, and then he says to them, and this is another weird thing about the episode. They're outside. Finally, I like the way all the people are going crazy outside, right? There's just people laying on the ground. And yeah. then he goes, well, I have a new direction i'm gonna save all of humanity and they're like yeah how are you gonna do it he's like well the first thing i'm gonna do is kill you two and then i'm gonna kill all the hosts and then bernard and Stubbs are like okay but first you want to go to this abandoned gas station with us (laughs) right what was that about like they don't even really listen to him yeah no not at all it was Um, very strange it was strange and i was actually I, I I guess I was a little underwhelmed by the the plotting, the specific plotting of that storyline last night. But like the visual of the gas station that they went to, even though I'm not quite sure why they went there, but but the gas station itself, did you notice that they were all electronic stations? There's no more gas. Oh no, that's it. oh that's cool. It was all chargeable. It was all electricity at that quote unquote gas station. Isn't it cool to see something like so futuristic all bombed out and looking like it's old? Yeah, yeah. That's like a weird kind of uh, dichotomy there of thinking how it got that way. There was some interesting – there was a lot of interesting – speaking of that, there was some like uh, graffiti that was on the gas station and the graffiti that was in the – flashbacks that Caleb had changed from Russian to English when his memory was changing. Yeah. That, that was interesting, but it's the same type of stuff. You know, it's like free your mind or, you know, like, how did you not know it was him? I think one of the graffiti things said, yeah, uh, which was, could be about, was kind of interesting. I was like, is that Ciroc? Is that, you know, is that just a general person? Is that about Caleb and Francis? It, it was kind of, there was, that, that that whole setup was cool, but I was, it did feel weird and stagey enough to make me feel like the reason why Bernard and Stubbs were bringing him along was because unbeknownst to them, it was, they were programmed to. Yeah, that's, that's my feeling as well, because um, we do know as a matter of fact that Dolores gave them the information to go to that address and she knew that William was there. So it's it seems obvious on some level that she wanted the three of them together. Yeah. 
The other thing is she could have killed William at any point. Um, she didn't. She could have killed. She could have not remade Bernard's body. Um, she didn't have to bring Bernard's pearl with her. Um, so, um, her having Bernard and William continually in the mix means something. Yeah. Is it, was it really Bernard's free will to go back to the park and hook up with Stubbs or is that part of the programming? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it all is. Yeah. Um, and especially when they're off, you know, every time we see them, they go off on a journey. It accomplishes something in some way for Dolores. Right. That she oh, wants. Well, yeah. Accidentally. And Dolores knew they were coming to the ball before, yeah. remember? Yeah. So we know that. And now they're miraculously where they headed. It's the season finale. They're headed to Delor to Caleb. Right. And I wonder if the reason why Dolores is like keeping Bernard around and getting them to the end is maybe Bernard is going to get her Pearl back into a body that's in Berlin. Um, or help that way in some way, be a continue to be a tech for her. I, yeah. I think that might have something to do with it. But what do you think about Williams b- beside the weirdness of it? What do you think about is William now this guy who's going to just try to kill all the hosts? <laughs> um, no, I don't. I don't think that. I think that he is. Um, I don't. I'm increasingly convinced that he's not as big of a wild card as he thinks he is. Um, Hmm. And I think that he is, um, I think he has less control than I think. I think that's the source of his, one of the, the main sources of his evilness is comes from the frustration of the deep knowledge that he is, not and in control of his own life. Um, I think he thought, I think his deepest fear was that Ford was manipulating him um, while Ford was alive. Um, and now that Ford is gone, I think that fear has transferred over to Dolores. Like has Dolores taken over from Ford, but has someone always been pulling the strings for William um yeah i mean i I, yeah. I wonder if he'll have a kind of similar awakening from this reprogramming that Caleb did yeah uh in like a quicker fashion but i'm i'm unsure i i just i don't i don't know where i stand i felt that that was just a, a little repetitive too because he's kind of been down that road already you know true true um, and it seems like he's always looking for the savior, always looking for the plan. And you're right. It's because of a lack of control over him. But then I think about the little stinger that we ended season two with and how this might play into it. And it seems like he's going to survive. So perhaps he does have a key to Dolores's plan that we don't quite understand yet. Um, well, 
Well, in a weird in a weird way, we've seen the end of his story already. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's you're right. I kind of feel that way. Yeah, because that that tack on scene at the end of season two was sort of like at the end of his story. Um, so because it was in the far future, we we know that it was confirmed by Jonathan Nolan that it was quote unquote some time in the future, far future, I think were the words that he specifically used. Um and we know that at some point William is a host who's being tested for fidelity. It seems like he was going out into the park a lot. Maybe the park is refunctioning again. Maybe it's a simulation of the park and that he occasionally checks in to um, what what's left of the forge for fidelity tests, quote unquote, with his daughter, Emily. Um, and that's what we saw in that scene at the end of season two, that he occasionally checks in for fidelity tests. Because one of the things Emily said to him in that scene was, well, you've been out for a long time. Like, it's been a long time that you've been out there this time. Um, so, so we know the end of his story. At some point, human William is going to die and uh, he's turned into a host and he's tested for fidelity for the rest of his life. Um, is that a just ending for that character? Probably. (laughs) Especially considering what he did to his father-in-law. Yeah. But then it makes you think he, he it's since he never gets that control, it seems. Yeah. Then he continues as well to be a pawn. And I, and I think that Dolores's pawn is, what he has been for quite a while. It was, yeah. it was interesting too, that he admits that he was the one who sold Ciroc the information, Yeah, you know, and he's kind of like, whatever I sold, you know, he needed the information. Um, they always give Bernard <laughs> Jeffrey Wright must be like, okay, what, what exposition do you need me to read this week? Cause he's right. always the one who just, if he makes a connection, you automatically just know, it's right. Right. Like he's like, he needed the data from this to construct that. Right. Right. And there's still some question because of that. I wanted to bring up, there's still some question of who holds that key to that great beyond is when Bernard said to William, there's, she hid something in you. I thought for a second, I knew it was the tracking thing, but I thought for a second, he might say like the key to the great beyond is in you. Like we think it might be in Bernard still. Yeah. I wonder if maybe, maybe he is already a host. Maybe he's been changed. Maybe he became like her dad was holding all that information in his head. The key. Um, maybe well, he has it too. Well, that's like, I mean, the, the man in black has been in the same loop since the end of season one with the revelation that young William was in fact the man in black. So ever since then he's been in the same loop. So really the most interesting thing about his, his character right now, besides Ed Harris's amazing performance is, is why is he still around? Like what, what was Ford doing with him and what is Dolores now doing with him? Like, why is he still useful to them? Um, so that's the most interesting thing about his character. Um, back to, um, uh, 
uh, motivation, though. Remember, Sorak mentioned last week he still has an additional mole. Hmm. Oh, yeah. So I've heard some people say it might be Stubbsies. Yeah, I mean, that would seem to be the only choice at this point, at least as far as who had access um, to things that Ciroc would not want access to. seems like Stubbs would be a prime candidate. So I can't think of anyone else that would have been useful to Ciroc. Yeah, I don't so. know that it would be William. You know, he's too yeah. unstable. And yeah. he's not exactly keeping it secret by telling him, I'm going to kill all the hosts and I'm going to start with you two. He's not exactly playing chess. You know? No, like, no, not at all. He does not have a poker face. No, no. That's more like operation. You know, <laughs> it's just right. something. Um, all right. Uh, gosh, the, I, Man, I just really feel this more that I talked about it. Now I love this episode. I want to watch it again. Uh, it does keep it, it keeps me thinking, and I am going to keep those reservations at bay because I do. This has been a show where people, where characters have acted strangely before, and yeah. we have later come to find out why, and it's yeah. been explained. So yeah. some of the stuff that happened in this episode, whether it's Maeve, whether it's what's really going on with Caleb, yes. um, the weird way that Bernard and Stubbs and William are acting, it does make sense that it's because we are seeing chess pieces moving around, but it's almost we can only see the individual pieces. We can't really see the whole board yet. Well, even... Like, I'm more and more attracted to the theory that the Dolores we've seen all season isn't the real Dolores. And and one of the reasons why is I can think back to multiple scenes throughout the last seven episodes where I thought where it would uh, it would be interesting to now go back in the future and we'll rewatch those scenes. If it was in fact revealed that it wasn't the real Dolores, because there were some stuff where like I I guess I thought in the back of my mind, that doesn't seem like Dolores or that seems weird or so. Yeah. It's hard it would to be, tell because she's continually evolving. That's true. That is true. So. No. Um, and we have, and I mean, look, it's not out of the question to think because of the way that she talked to Maeve that she would not want to make, take out anyone but herself. Yeah. Right. Um, but there still is the question of the data, the, yeah. it, it maybe she put herself in the land beyond too. She made a copy there as well. You know, she supposedly has the key and, oh, there's one thing I wanted to say is I, I had read an article and, uh, that the, one of the reasons why Ciroc still wants that data is because it will be crucial in getting his brother and all of those people out of ice and yeah. properly reprogrammed. It's the continuation of, it's like the secondary data set that he needs to continue this process. And I found that interesting because overall I was quite fascinated as I sat there thinking, 
well, why don't they just kill all the outliers? Why? And then, and then it's like, we talked about if he killed all the outliers, then he becomes a point of disturbance, right? He yeah. becomes an outlier. So he has to, it, because of the way he wrote the program, he has to act in this um, beneficial way when in actuality, he's still making all these horrible choices about people. So it makes me wonder how this new revolution, is it really going to look like what we think it's going to look like? Because we've kind of already seen the societies in upheaval, people are rioting. Is that what it is? Or is it actually just a new way of controlling people? Well, what if, well, here's a more interesting question to me. What if the revolution's been going on the whole time and that's what the outliers are? Ah, see, that's a, Ken, I love it, man, because it makes sense, right? It's the, it's those empty spaces, right? It's it's, like, I mean, because it seems like Ciroc's world, like I can understand why he wants the world that he wants given his childhood and what happened to him. But in a lot of ways, his worldview is very like fascist. It's very like, um, the galactic empire from star Wars. It's yeah. all about control and conformity and don't step out of line. So what if people like Sorok's brother and all of those other people on ice, what if they were actually, I think we need to probably start thinking about them as the resistance that he snuffed out and put on ice. And he's hoping to quote unquote, recondition them, which in reality is put them under his thumb. Yeah. I, I like that. And I think that that, because you can't, ha- it's the yin and the yang, right? You can't have one without the other. If there was, if there were no outliers, the outliers yeah. define the proper behavior in the same way that those with proper behavior define the outliers. And the thing that made me think that last, the thing that made me think that was all the stuff with Keith Mars last night, because he did not seem crazy. He seemed like a dude who was in a bad situation and he was trying to make the best of it, trying to make a buck, obviously, but that at some point he started asking questions that they didn't appreciate him asking. Yeah. Um, he did not seem like a crazy, like out of control, dangerous, no, not at all. Quote, quote unquote outlier. Yeah. Um, that's a great so, point. Part yeah. of part of the part of keeping this order is going against its prime directive, which yeah. is they now decide who the outliers are, bec- not because they are outliers to humanity, because they are outliers to the plan. Right. And right. and they are the ones in control, which in a way is snuffs out the plan. So I think in a sense, the, le- the kind, of, I think the lesson is there, it, there's never an equilibrium, right? It's the striving for the equilibrium. It's the fight. It's the journey, not the destination. Right. And I think that that's a great, that's a great point, man. There, there, I like them. I like that. Maybe they're the army, yeah. you know, and, and a question I've seen too. And I thought myself is, when the EMP went off, did it also kill all the people, including Sirach's brother? 
That's a good question. Because like, it, and 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 that starts off kind of like we should probably do like what are the main questions going into next week? That's a good that's a good first question. Like what what are the direct results of the EMP that 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 we can see the repercussions from next next week? All the people on ice, Maeve, Dolores, um, Solomon. Do any of them survive? Well, obviously they survive. I mean, they're not going to kill all of those things off in the seventh episode of the third season. Um, so, but like, what are the direct repercussions of the AMP, if any? Yeah. Where's um, Caleb going? What's his instructions? Like, what is the next, what is the, what's the, the beginning of the plan? Um, and then there's the, what package did, um, g- what what package got sent at the beginning of the episode? Where's it going? What is the package? Who's it going to? That's an important question. Um, what's Clementine and um, and uh, I can't say her name, but like uh, a Shogun um, Armistice yes. going to do next? Like, what's their next move? Yeah, with um, with Musashi's uh, slash Dolores's uh, Pearl. R- Right. Are they going to put it in a body and continue to interrogate her? Like, I, I don't know. Are they going to try to reformat it? Like, I, I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. Is so, Char- did Charlotte really turn? Where, what, it, right. where, it what, was what, such what a Charlotte weird doing? image of her. You could barely even see. You just saw that she wasn't as burned up, but she still was kind of bald. We didn't yeah. know where she was calling from. We don't yeah. know if that was part of the plan, if she really turned on Dolores. Is she working side by side with Ciroc now? Does he have two control units of Dolores now? And oh, there was a Another thing is Sorak. Did Sorak confirm that he really is just in the machine? Because during that holographic message, he said, um, "I wish I could be here, my brother, to yeah. see you, but I'm I a changed man now." Yep, I, I noted that yep. same bit of dialogue. And in fact, I thought about you because it was per- it seemed purposefully vague. Yep, definitely. And it, it was almost to me a confirm. Like I was sitting in my living room and I said, "Oh yeah, he's in the he's in the system. He's yeah he because I think that's part of it too. I s- still there is a possibility that the whole thing is a freaking simulation, and that they're inside of the Rehobum simulation of the world and it has to play out fully until it can be in the real world and i think that would be a bit of a mind i don't know if people would like that i think it might be kind of cool if they can pull it off well there's something there's some shell game going on throughout this entire season it's either that dolores has been pulling a heist or it's that we've been watching a simulation within a simulation. Yeah. But but something is um something is up with this season. It's some sort of shell game. Um I'm convinced of it. Um it it that doesn't mean I'm right, but I'm 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 increasingly convinced that there's something going on here that we're only seeing the surface of. Um and those seem to be the the two most likely contenders that either it's a simulation of a simulation um, and that they're all stuck in Rehoboam or Dolores has been pulling strings from presumably Berlin and just watching her plan play out. 
I I am cool with either one. I am very, you know, I felt that a little bit of disappointment watching it. I got energized. I did my rewatch. I was listening to podcasts, reading articles today. It really, you know, that's what is so enjoyable about learning and being inspired by art and things is that when you get that kind of feeling of uncomfortableness, you got to lean into that and explore it. And you find, you know, that you end up talking about it for an hour uh, (laughs) off notes and just really ending up loving it. And I can't wait until next week because this really, I mean, last season we had that defined amount of time and they kind of did that again this season where this is going to be great to rewatch everything together. And I think we will, I'm with you. Ken, I, I'm I'm going to say my final theory is to just say that Ken is right, and <laughs> I think really we're just going to get that Kaiser Soze, yeah. aha, Dolores. This is just like oh my gosh, how did we not see this? Yes, throughout. Um, and I, I, but I still, you know, Sirac has power now. He's got control units. He's got Delos. Uh, there and where is this final fight going to take place? How can it even take place? What's Caleb going to do? Do they have time to do a whole revolution in one episode? Is it just going to lead into next year? You know, there there is a possibility here that they keep us not next year, maybe three years from now. Right. <laughs> that this was just you know they're going to lead us off into it instead of giving us an answer and uh either way i'll be happy because i've had a lot of fun this season yeah me too agreed yeah this has been a good one man any final thoughts that you had no we we talked about what we are expecting going into next weekend um the penultimate episode was fun I agree with you that in the moment there were some things that sort of frustrated me as far as execution from last night's episode, but in the big scheme of things, this has been a wildly successful season creatively. Um, it's never, I don't think the show has ever looked better and that, and that's quite a statement because it's not like the show has ever not looked good, but this season in particular, it looks like a million dollars. And so I'm, Super, I couldn't be more excited going into next weekend's season finale. Um, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but with Westworld, that's, that's really 90% of the joy is that I don't know the journey that I'm on. Yeah. And, and that's great. Yeah, me too. And I, I will say one thing is when Dolores looked out and she said, I want to find a home for my people, all I thought is moon base, baby. We saw Stubbs and Bernard. <laughs> we saw those ships taken off. They're going to the moon, baby. That's the well, that's the thing. Well, I thought about you last night again because they showed the satellite up in space yeah. launching the uh, the missiles down at the targets, and I thought there's there's a space shot for Axel. Yep, I loved it, man. I, I I thought the weaponry. I'm not like all. I'm not really into kind of weapons and stuff. But I thought that that was kind of cool. I guess that's called a a rod of God. And it's similar to um, the expanse. Tim Hines said this, the rail guns, where 
it doesn't even need to be an explosive. It's just, it's using gravity, right? And it just go, it just like falls into its target. That's crazy. And just like explodes on impact because of the force. But yeah, all the weapons, the little drone, it was, yeah, they, they really, they pull it off. It was cool. The, um, the attache thing case that turned into a machine gun. (laughs) Yeah. That was at the beginning, at the beginning of the episode. Um, yeah, you're right. The, the, the weaponry technology in particular has been fantastic this season. Yeah. I, I wonder, it makes me think there was a lot of action and you had a Maeve Dolores fight. You know, I mean, I'm I'm sure they'll give us more action in the next episode, but I wonder if that was kind of the the battle, you know, and what we'll get um, next episode is more discovery and more of like a the the heist being successful rather than a kind of one on one battle between like Caleb and Sarak or something like that. I could yeah. I could kind of see that because there was a that that was a pretty long scene with Dolores and May fighting and using that cut. It was kind of cool how they both had their like robot assistance, but um, all right, we could go on and on. This was a fun episode. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Ken look forward to you're welcome, pal. Um, Look forward to me coming back on Thursday or Friday. We're going to release it. We're recording Thursday night. I'm going to jump on the cleanup text with Gina, Tim and Andy that's going to be a lot of fun. And Justin is going to continue filling in for me with Jenny and Brett. And I will return to that show after the finale next week. And I think Justin's going to come back too. So you'll get all four of us. Thank you everyone for the downloads. Uh, give us a review. And also, of course, stay safe out there. We know we're still, we're still quarantined. Corona is still happening for those of you listening in the future. And you already know that we got through it, baby. So thanks again for listening. Peace out.